Pakistan's batting coach. His name is Adam Holyoke, and he joins us now. Welcome to Sports Day, Adam. Hey, guys. How are you? Going well, thank you. What, what does life look like for you in, uh, in Australia these days? Oh, it's pretty cruisy, to be honest. I, um, I live up on the Gold Coast, and um, I do a little bit of work with the Queensland um, side. Just, I'm not just negotiating Melbourne's trams as we, as we speak. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I do a little bit of work with the Queensland batsmen up there, and then um, I train some fighters as well. So pretty cruisy, mate. Pretty happy. You're living the dream, Adam. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah. look, one, part of that dream is uh, now looking after the Pakistan batting and obviously it's a hot topic because of Perth. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess it, a lot of people were impressed with what was happening in the first innings. And then I, I, yeah. I understand the pressure of the moment and the Australian team. They are number one for a reason. And it's an amazing attack. Step us inside the camp there of Pakistan, what your experience has been, how long you've been with them um, and and how they are going because they're, they're in, a, in, in a real development stage. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only been with them two weeks. I got the call up um, a week before the tour started. They've, you know, they've had a change of board and um, change of coaches, and a, so it's a new regime. Um, that said, there's a pretty experienced side. Most of the top six have played, well, all of their top six have played a decent amount of test cricket before. So in that sense, you know, the side's kind of settled as Pakistan sides can be a little bit unsettled at times, but these guys are pretty established and... They've got some good senior players. So um, I wasn't, still wasn't quite sure what to expect when I came into the camp, but I've been really impressed by how uh, open to suggestions they've been about playing in Australian conditions. They've actually sought me out and asked my opinion um, and really tried to find out what information they can. Um, as for the first test, I mean, the, the, they were, the wicket was um, we played pretty well the first the first innings and it deteriorated as you'd expect a test wicket too but that was like as for us it's um the conditions were fairly alien to um what the pakistani batsmen are used to they might i mean they've gone straight from very low and slow pitches in pakistan onto probably the fastest bounces we get in australia so pretty difficult um to, to make that jump, but we're hoping Melbourne will be a little bit less so, and Sydney even more so. Yeah, with I, I guess um, don't expect Melbourne to be too much different. Yeah, what, what is Adam? your mail there, yeah, Bryce? J- just in terms of uh, <laughs> watching a lot of Shield cricket, there it, it is going to have some pace and it's going to have some bounce. And there are a lot of players yeah. who come to Melbourne and are surprised because they're getting wrapped on the gloves a lot. So just a bit of insight to help your batting mm. group there. Um, perform, yeah, thanks, mate. B- b- How perform. much do I owe you for that? No, well, <laughs> he invoices. He does invoice, Adam. <laughs> you, you know I'll be in the team meeting claiming it as my own. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and do that. But it, that, that's a fact. It has been really different, and it's it, it's. Credit to the curator because uh, it was really dead there, the dropping wicket. So it's plenty of life in it, but it is good for batting. It's consistent. So um, the, the players were certainly like that. What, what did you learn out of that first test as a group? Well, what I learned is the Australian bowling tax very good. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we didn't know. I guess that wasn't learned. That was already known. I mean, we were having a discussion in the, in our, in the team room the other day, and um, I was like, man, I, I can't remember a fast bowling unit just an out and out fast bowling unit. Like it's probably since the West Indies side of the of the seventies and eighties. I mean, you have other fast wow. bowling units in the past. Um, you know, I mean, Australia's unit. I'm not saying it's a better unit than the nineties side because they chuck in a Warn 
um, into any attack, and they're they're going to be they're useful. Not that not that Gary Lyons is uh, is the worst either. So it's it's a very good attack at the worst of times. But as for three out and out quicks and them not giving you any thing to hit, I can't remember a side like this other than the West Indies side. I mean, there's been great fast bowling attacks around the world. Wasn't even Wacker, but very attacking trying to blow your stumps over, but you still always got the opportunity to score. But this attacks quite, um, almost reminds me of that Chinese water torture, just drip, 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 giving you nothing, do you know what I mean? So um, they're quite hard to prepare for, but, um, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've had a good chat and we're going to try and put a bit more pressure on them this, this, this test out. I mean, that's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but that's going to be our plan. So, um, you know, we're going to have to put pressure on them and, you know, we're going to, they're going to get you out eventually anyway. So you may as well go, go out on your sword rather than on theirs. Yeah. It's a really interesting point. And, um, I'm sure you watch the ashes and Bazball is now a phrase that's been coined all around the world. And I'm, I'm not suggesting Adam that Pakistan try to play their own version of Bazball, but is mm. it possible to put pressure back on them in the same way that Zach Crawley and Harry Brook and even, um, a couple of Joe Root and a couple of other English batters did in, in the Australian winter? Yeah, it's, it is. Um, you've got to be careful. I mean, I'm a massive fan of baseball, um, but you've got to be careful that you don't go outside of shots in your repertoire. So I'm all for, for being positive and trying to put the pressure onto the bowlers. But, you know, we've been talking the last couple of days and I've been saying, you know, hey, guys, you've got to do it in your own way. There's no point in me telling you, you know, you've got to start ramp shotting or, you know, playing elaborate reverse sweeps or whatever you have. It's, that's not something that you're comfortable with. So, You've got to find ways of doing that yourself. But whatever it is, those the Aussie bowlers need to feel something coming off of us. They need to feel like there's something coming back. We can't just sit there, defend and leave and, and think that they're going to miss their length because they won't. They're too good to do that. So we have to put some pressure back on them, and, and that's what we're going to attempt to do in the second test. Adam, that's such an awesome insight to um, to share that with us, and we, we look forward to, to them uh, being able to execute that type of plan. Uh, in terms of the, how the group are, are feeling after the game, yeah. w- was it a bit of shell shock or was it, nah, look, there were process moments that we were right at, at our very best and then at other times we weren't? Um, h- how was it summed up by the coaching group? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I was in quite a good position to sort of give them an insight as to what goes on out here in Australia, having played with England in the 90s. <laughs> there's, 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 there's gonna, you're going to come here, and I'll tell you now, it's going to be hard. The Aussies are going to give you nothing. And at some stage, even if you have a successful tour, there's going to be a time when your character is tested because that's what the Australian crowd, media, public, they do. They'll test your character. And at some stage, even if we win the first two two tests or... There'll be at some stage of this tour that we're going to be under pressure. We were hoping it wasn't going to be in the first test, but um, that's the way it is. So we've we've kind of preempted that, and we've you know we're expecting at some stage on this tour it to be hard, and, and so the guys are ready for it. They they knew it was going to be tough, but they're also in a beautiful position of knowing that you know no Pakistan side has won is since the 90s. So um, you know they also know that if they can do that then they etch their name in history and, and they, their legacy their names will live forever so they're very much motivated by that and, and that's what they're looking to do Adam Australian cricket was known for many things in the 90s number one was probably the success the war, worn wars Gilchrist towards the back end there were so many others as well this sort of fierce determination mental disintegration and part of that latter point was the sledging um, did you cop any particular sledges from the Aussies in the 90s? <laughs> Mate, what do you reckon? Uh, I, think, uh, I think yes. It, oh, I think I think you know I'd have been disappointed if I didn't. I mean, there's only there's, Aussies hate the English players at the best of times, 
And probably the only thing they hate more than an English cricketer is one that was originally born in Australia. So uh, <laughs> I was enemy number one, mate. I, when I came out here, I said, um, they, we all had two of goals. You know, the, you know, Alex Shute yep. wanted to be the highest run scorer. Goffey wanted to knock Steve War and Mark War over. I came out here and I said, I want to be the most hated man in the country. <laughs> and within, within, within half an hour, I had the whole MCG singing Hollyoaks a wanker. So, uh, <laughs> my, I achieved my goal in the first half hour. Who, 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 uh, who was the most vocal of the Aussie, uh, Aussie fielders in those situations? I mean, they're, they're, I mean they, they, they get a, a bit of a rap for, um, for, for, for sledging. But I, I didn't really, I never had a problem with them. I, I thought they just played the game hard. And mental disintegration is correct because they just chipped away at you. They were very clever with their sledging. Um, in, one, in, my, in my debut game, they actually started reciting the names of all my family who were watching me back on TV in Australia. So they'd gone away and researched that. And I'm, I'm, I struggle a little bit with ADHD, so I, I was turning around asking them, how do you know my Uncle Rex? You know, <laughs> a, so, um, no internet back then either. That very, very clever guy. They'd obviously done their research, and, and I was meant to be facing my first ball from um, Glenn McGrath, just focusing on just the ball, and I was just wondering how the hell they knew my auntie so well. So. <laughs> oh, uh, further insights of uh, yeah, mental disintegration of the 90s, uh, Adam. Yeah, um, But uh, w- well said. Um, oh, I'm interested, just back to the, the Pakistan team, I'm interested in the captain in Shan Masood. Um, he, he just yeah. spoke so well and... He just looks like a, a genuine professional at the game, but a, as a man yeah. as well. Um, get, can yeah, you share some insight to him and, and a bit of his background as well? Because it, it is a bit unique. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he um, he, he actually his upbringing was um, at Stanford College in in um, in the UK, which is uh, well one of the my England tourist mates. That it was a guy called Dean Headley, who's the cricket coach there. So he was under his wing. He actually. Gave Sean my number back in 19, uh, 2015 and said, "Hey, I want you to speak to this young kid. He's um, he's just lost his sister, so I, uh, you know, I lost I lost my my brother. So I'd, I've had a bit of a relationship with him over. There. I'd sort of talked him through some grief and and what have you over the years. But um, when I first came into the team, I, I had to explain to the. Uh, I said, "Look, hey guys, my Urdu is not very good, but." One thing I wasn't expecting was the captain's English to be better than mine. So <laughs> there, um, he's a very um, intelligent guy, very well spoken, quite very articulate, and a lovely man, and a, and a wonderful cricket brain as well. And I've been enjoying sharing some tactics with him. And, and it looks like uh, it, Pakistan are in good hands with him at the helm. Um, it, it, it's yeah. a different regime with with Barber in charge uh, now. He's the the new captain and um, taking different strides. Is there is there a complete change in how they're going about it? I know you've been involved for two weeks, but are, are the players yeah. feeling a, a, a relief or a a, a bit of uh, newness and, and excitement? They appear to. I mean, like I said, I've only been here two weeks. Um, my um, I'm only like. With my amateur analysis of Pakistan sides over the years, every time I used to look over the fence um, when we played against them in the 90s, it always looked like they were in disarray and they were fighting. <laughs> but so I've been really pleasantly surprised to come here. And, you know, just, just the way that these guys go about it, you know, like we had the whole second floor to ourselves in Canberra and they had a prayer mat down and they all had this big mat where they all sat down, and which is in complete contrast to a lot of kids these days are sitting there on their iPhones and they're just enjoying one another's company and being present. So um, I'm really enjoying my time here with them. I mean, you know, the irony of me saying that, I'm sitting here talking to you on my phone while I'm doing it, but it's like <laughs> they're, um, they're, um, they're a wonderful, wonderful bunch of kids. And, um, I, and I, you know, I, it's, I have to be honest, it's complete contrast to 
what I was expecting. I was expecting a little bit of mayhem, a little bit of mm. uh, uneasiness with the new coach, but everyone's very happy. Um, Hafiz um, is, a, is, a, is a great, he's the director of cricket, but he's serving as the head coach here and he's doing a wonderful job. So everyone's quite united at the moment and, and then we're being tested, but you know, they're all pulling together. And hopefully it stays that way as well for the rest of the summer. Last one, and this doesn't concern Pakistan too much, but um, we asked Jamie Cox last week, we've got about 45 seconds, what has the what's a better first class system to produce international cricketers, England or Australia? What's your assessment having uh, had experience in both countries? Um, I think that it varies. Um, there's a certain times. I think back in the '90s, um, the Australian system was undoubtedly better. Uh, we played far too much cricket. Then, um, then we brought two divisions in and then reduced the cricket a little bit. Um, and then we've got the first the contracts, which enabled us to rest our bowlers. So then I felt like the English system was better. Um, and then now I think it's uh, what I really liked recently about the Australian system was when I was really probably one of the most forward steps I've ever seen by a cricket board was uh, just before they went over to England, they used half the season with the Readers and half the season with Dukes, which mm-hmm. I thought was just outstanding preparation for... Um, an insight for the, all the state cricketers to prepare themselves for cricket in different conditions, and which is probably one of the things that I would say is um, difficult because your wickets are all quite similar here, whereas in England you tend to get quite a variety of wickets. So um, I think at the moment the both systems are, are going well, but they've both had a lot of um, been rehashed a lot over the last ten years. So I think they're quite even at the moment, but. They've had their both had their moments. Adam, appreciate your time. Good luck in Melbourne and Sydney, and we'll speak to you again soon. Good on you guys.